when we search out God's plan, God's voice, God's wisdom for our life, these things, they come out of the darkness, they come into the light, and the light of Jesus can actually heal what's going on so that we can walk in more fullness, more confidence, more connectedness, purpose, peace, etc. Welcome to the Kingdom Life Coaching Podcast. I'm your host, Megan Nilsson, speaker, author, and yes, life coach. We live in a noisy world with a million external influences vying for our attention. This is the space where we can quiet the noise, sort out our thoughts through honest conversation, and discover what it looks like to take aligned, faith-filled action in a world of endless possibilities. Hi everyone, how are you? Welcome back to another episode. I am Megan Nilsson and I am honored and so thankful that you are here with me. I am celebrating today, celebrating an amazing retreat down in Scottsdale, Arizona. Recently, I got to go down there and lead the women at Valley Presbyterian Church through a Saturday retreat. It was beautiful, incredible. If you are listening and you were there, I want to thank you for giving me the opportunity, for being so warm and welcoming, and for truly encouraging me along the way for buying my books and listening to the message and for sending along some encouraging texts, one of which really has sat with me. And one woman in particular said, hey, Megan, you hit it out of the park today. Thank you for saying yes to come speak to us. I've been to a number of retreats over the years, and this is one I will cherish. I drove away today with the renewed desire to work on a specific relationship, to release my controlling ways, and to do some pruning in my spiritual life. So anyway, I just want to thank you for being open to listening to the Spirit, to listening to me, and seeing what God had for you in that day. And on that note, if you are connected to someone, maybe it's a women's ministry director at your church, someone who schedules spiritual retreats, and you are looking for an outside speaker, then I would love to connect with you or if you would connect me with that person because I am praying about and looking for opportunities in 2024 to come and lead more retreats. It's an incredible honor to set the stage and create an environment in which women can come together, connect with each other, and really specifically connect with God here. What is going on in this season of life? What is God calling you into? What's a holy invitation? How do you hear His voice? And then when you do hear His voice, what do you do next? So anyway, so let me know and uh, hit me up on the social media or my email. Check it out in the show notes. I would love to hear about that. But today, in regards to hearing the Holy Spirit, there's this idea of discernment. So the word discernment is coming to me because that is the experience that we really centered on at this retreat. And that's what I'm doing with my coaching clients. We are discerning what is going on, assessing the present moment. So I often describe Kingdom Life Coaching as being able to take a remote control and and pointing it at the screen of your life and saying, pause, we are just going to pause for a minute, take a breath, see what's going on here, what's going on in this scene, what's going on in your life, what's going well, what are we joyful about, what are we thankful for, and then what is, where is the friction? Where is the protagonist having some friction in life and needs to maybe 
correct course, work on some relationships, try some new things. And that is the season of discernment. And so what does discernment actually mean? So I looked it up. Y'all know I love to get into Merriam-Webster and ask him or her, ask Merriam-Webster, what does discernment mean? And discernment means being able to grasp and comprehend what is obscure. So something obscure is hidden in darkness. So if something is hidden in darkness, and oftentimes that's what happens in our lives, is these things, these frustrations in relationships, frustrations in jobs, frustrations in our lifestyle, they kind of get swept under the rug, or maybe they're hidden in darkness. We're like, you know what? I'll deal with that later. I'll deal with that later. It's driving me crazy, but I'll deal with that later because I have so many other things that I have to deal with. But what happens when things are allowed to grow and manifest in darkness? They get really uncomfortable. They can get really toxic. And honestly, they can just steal the joy from your life. So, you know, John 10, 10 is one of my very favorite scriptures. We know this. The thief comes to steal and kill and destroy, but Jesus has come that we may have full life. That doesn't mean a perfect life. That doesn't mean a Pollyanna life. That doesn't mean some sort of prosperous, you know, prosperity gospel life. It just means full life in Jesus connected to God and connected to other people. So I also love Proverbs 25 verse two that says, it is the glory of God to conceal a matter, but the glory of kings to search out a matter. And I think that this has to do with discernment because Solomon is telling us God conceals some things. He just does. And I don't know why, but God carefully hides some of his kingdom truth. And it is our job as his sons and daughters, as kings and queens, if you want to use that language, to search it out and examine it thoroughly. And when we do, when we search out God's plan, God's voice, God's wisdom for our life, these things, they come out of the darkness, they come into the light. And the light of Jesus can actually heal what's going on so that we can walk in more fullness, more confidence, more connectedness, purpose, peace, etc. So how do we search out the answers? How do you search out the direction for your life? If some things are concealed, the plans and purposes feel concealed right now, how do you search it out? Now, I have been reading this book called Sacred Compass, so I will link it in the show notes, but it's called Sacred Compass, The Way of Spiritual Discernment by an author named J. Brent Bill. And the foreword is by Richard J. Foster, so many of you may have heard of him. But one chapter in particular is really speaking to me, and I want to share some of the wisdom and the nuggets with you today and see if they might just help you as well. So a few things here as we start. Number one is this. You need to know that the process of discernment and searching out answers to problems in your life, it's not a linear process. Our brain wants it to be a formula. A plus B equals C, two plus two equals four. Okay, that makes sense. But more often than not, this is not a linear process. You have to let go of that concrete analytical brain that wants it to be something very, very simple. Sometimes it is and sometimes it isn't. Also, sensing, sensing something new, something coming to you, it could lead to action or it could lead to waiting. 
So oftentimes we want to search out a matter and we want immediate action. This is what's going to solve my problem. I'm going to do this and move along. And sometimes, as we know from scripture, we need to be still and wait on God. So part of spiritual discernment and searching out God's plan in the matter is paying attention and saying, okay, God, is it time to act specifically or is it time to wait? Okay. Spiritual discernment is also a time of testing. So I love this word testing as I'm working with my coaching clients. I often use this analogy of the test kitchen. I say, listen, this is the space as we work together in which you get to throw on your apron, you get to walk into the test kitchen and you get to try some things out. Not only is it safe to try things here, it is encouraged. How do you know how to cook? How do you know if things are going to taste good? You try it out, right? Maybe you try making a certain dish and you're like, whoa, that was way too much salt. Put a note for next time. We're not doing that. Although if we are the salt of the world, maybe maybe we do need a lot of salt in our recipes. So anyway, that one one needs to be rethought. But what does it look like for you to be in the test kitchen of your life where you just get to try some things, see how it tastes, and then decide... If you like it, decide if this is, you know, agreeable to your taste or not. And then you get to make the decision moving forward what you're going to do. Spiritual discernment is also a time of looking, literally opening your eyes, opening your ears and asking, say, what are you seeing and experiencing in your life? What conversations or connections are naturally happening that you're like, wow, this is the third time this week I've had this conversation about Someone said I should start a podcast. This is the second time this week that this scripture has been dropped in my spirit. God, what are you saying? So pay attention to those things that happen in twos and threes and fours. God could very well trying to be telling you something. And it's a time to be wise. It's a time to be wise and ask God, what do you mean by this certain thing that you're showing me? It's so funny in this this book, the author writes this story. He said, we don't want to be like the old time farmer who prayed for a sign, witnessed the clouds forming the letters P-C, and so climbed off his tractor and spent the rest of his years as an unsuccessful evangelist who never had even one convert. Upon arriving in heaven, he asked God, I did what you told me. I saw the PC and so left everything to preach Christ. No, said God. It meant plant corn. So sometimes we just make a significant connection. We think this must be what God's telling me. And I'm laughing because he might've just been like, dude, you weren't supposed to become a preacher. You were just supposed to plant corn. That was going to be what I had for you. So we need to be wise and asking questions and for confirmation. And spiritual discernment is also a time of awareness. So are you sensing some subtle shifts in relationships, in the season, in what you're experiencing and feeling? Because you might not, you might miss these things if you're not paying attention. What I want to offer you today, as you think about spiritual discernment as a time of testing, looking, being wise, a time of deep awareness of what's going on around you, I want to offer these questions that our author, J. Brent Bill, gives to us 
in the test kitchen. So if this life coaching thing is a test kitchen for your life, what questions can you ask as you begin to sense, is this a yes or is this a no? Do I move forward with this and keep adding this ingredient to my life or do I back off and go a different direction? So he calls this the sensing lab experiment. Here's question number one. When you sense something coming to you, a thought, a feeling, an idea, one question you can ask is where's the leading coming from? Where's the leading coming from? Asking yourself this question helps you to see if the leading is driven by your ego or by a prompting from God. So you can ask yourself, is this free from self-centeredness and am I making this all about me? Or is this something that is actually going to glorify God? It's not about me at all. So when you're sensing something coming into your life, where's the leading coming from? Is it coming from your flesh, your ego needing to prop you up and create a name and an image and a brand for yourself? Or is it coming from God in which you it exhibits all the fruit of the spirit, love, joy, peace, patience, gentleness, goodness, etc. Okay. Make sure it's not being driven by your ego. Okay. Number two, is the leading clear? So next you can look at your thinking about this leading, this idea, this thought. And one way you can test the clarity of it is to ask, what are you trying to discern? So the author says this, he says, you might ask, what am I sensing this leading to be? And then try to answer the question in 50 words or less. For example, I'm feeling led to pray more, or I sense I should call a friend and give them a word of encouragement, or I hear God saying I need to. You get the idea. If you can't put the leading succinctly into words, it's a sign that you're not clear and that you either need to dismiss the leading or give it room to emerge with more clarity. And so I feel like this point in particular really dovetails well with last week's podcast episode when I was talking about a clear conscience and Oswald Chambers saying, you you don't go through life saying, well, why shouldn't I do this? What's the big deal? Let's just give it a go. Okay. Sometimes, sometimes we need to do that. But more often than not, when you're thinking about the deep spiritual discernment of kind of moving through spirit of life, a better question is why should I do this? So for example, if you are going to get a gym membership and you say, well, why shouldn't I, why shouldn't I get a gym membership? I mean, I just should get it. Why shouldn't I? Makes sense. I should go. Everybody goes to the gym. A better question would be, why should I get a gym membership? And if you can answer that question, I should get a gym membership because my friends go there and I'm more likely to work out when, when I go with my friends. I should get a gym membership because I want to try some new exercises that I haven't tried before. And they have these great classes that interest me. Do you see what I'm saying? So how can you make a case for the decision, not just sort of haphazardly saying, well, why shouldn't I do this? That's very loose. That's very just haphazard and untethered. But if you can put it into words, why should I do this and make a case for it, then that's going to give you some extra weight to make that decision. Okay. So number one, where's the leading coming from? Number two, is the leading clear? Number three, is the leading compelling? 
So is it something that you just have to do because you can't not do it? When I was writing my first book, I literally couldn't not write it. See if you can follow that line of thinking. But I knew in my spirit that I was compelled to write because that's all I could think about. That's all I was paying attention to. And I couldn't not write. I was compelled to do it. There are other things that I am not compelled to do. I am not compelled to run a marathon. I am not compelled to, I don't know, run for president. (laughs) You see what I'm saying? But I am compelled to share the message that God has put on my heart. I am compelled to connect with other people. I am compelled to guide and lead in the way that I am created to do so. So what is compelling in your life that brings an energy to it? And and I guess energy is the only word that I can think of, but something that you can't not do because it's all you can think about, okay? Another question would be this, how does this leading, this idea, this thought fit into your life, your actual life? So another test in the test kitchen is to ask, okay, if I choose to do this thing, if I choose to quit my job and start a business, if I choose to quit some of my commitments and start writing a book, if I choose to sell my home and move across the country, how does this leading fit into the rhythm of your life? Are there other people that will be affected by your decision? I believe that it's kingdom wisdom to take that into consideration because the leadings don't just affect us. We often forget that, but discern how this leading, this idea, this prompting, does it, how does it affect your family, the people that you go to church with, the people that you do life with, and so on? So the leading might be yours individually, but true leadings will not take us completely outside of our life's patterns. True leadings from the Holy Spirit will not disconnect us from other people. Satan is the deceiver. He is the divider. He wants nothing more than to disconnect us, to divide us, to build up a wall between us and other people. So if what you are thinking about is going to build a wall, it's going to destroy significant, important relationships, I would suggest that you refrain, that you hold back and you say, okay, God, give me another idea. This is on my heart. This is in my spirit. But how could I do this in such a way that it connects me to people? It enhances my relationship with them. It blesses them so that we don't do more emotional or spiritual damage to the people around us. Okay. Another question to consider is this, does the leading come from God's love? Plain and simple. God is love. We know that we are of God when we are loving other people. Those who do not love do not know God. So true leadings and promptings of the Holy Spirit, they grow out of our love for God. They grow out of our love for other people. If we are choosing life, then we're choosing love. So are you moved by love to do this thing, to follow this prompting? Pay attention to your motivation. Is it about God's love and blessing and connection? Or is it about disconnection and it's about you and is actually not a loving thing? Another question that you can ask in this test kitchen of ours is, 
Will this leading, will this prompting, if you follow this prompting, will it change you? Will it change you in all the best ways? Then I would say go for it. Will it change you and and turn you into someone who is disconnected in a dark place? Then proceed with caution. I would not go there. So many of the leadings and the Holy Spirit promptings are honestly, they're about helping others. Why? Because that's God's desire. That's his, the way he created us is, is to be engaged with other people. Blessed. Why are you blessed? Why do you have the resources and the time and the money that you have? It's to be a blessing to other people, to be a blessing to the people in your home and to be a blessing to the people around you. So true leadings, true Holy Spirit divine leadings are going to take you into a place of love. They're going to change you in such a way that you will be deepened, that your emotional intelligence will expand, that your spiritual intelligence will grow deeper, that you will experience more compassion for other people and their stories and what they're going through than the opposite, than being judgmental and kind of disconnecting from yourself from them. So hopefully this is making sense to you. But as you think about this, allow God and his timing to be at work in your life. And then lastly, ask this, what gets sifted? So if any of you are bakers, you know that you put flour into the sifter and you grind it up and it really is meant to to take out the impurities. So sifting is a refining process. That's what this spiritual discernment work is all about. It's a refining process. You're giving yourself the gift of time and space to ask God to speak into these Holy Spirit promptings and stirrings and asking him for his divine timing. Is it now? Do I act? Do I go? Or do I pull back and I sit and I wait Only you can truly answer some of these questions. And how do you give yourself time and space to answer these questions? How are you doing that? So sifting describes this important work that goes on as you're in the spiritual discernment stage of sensing what's going on around you. It's time to shake out your ego, shake out all your own needs and your own demands, Again, this makes me think of of that podcast episode a few weeks ago when I was saying that when I Googled, how do you know if it's time to let something go, all of the articles that came up, especially on that first and second page were, well, you give it up when it no longer serves you. When you are no longer propped up by this thing, then you give it up. And God is saying, no, you pour yourself out for other people. You are a servant. That's what God's love does for us. And here's the thing about God's love. We don't serve out of an empty cup. So if you are serving out of an empty cup, that means you are drained. You have no more energy. You have not a lot of love to give. You are serving out of your own strength and out of your own flesh. But when you serve because you are filled up by the joy and the love of God, then there's more than enough to go around. You will be filled up. God is not saying, hey, all of your Holy Spirit promptings are just so that you 
are a depleted shell, hollow, hollow shell of a human being, and you fall down exhausted at the end of the day, your battery is drained, the gas is out. No. No, the way God designed us to connect and serve and be a blessing to the world is from an overflowing cup because we are so connected. We are abiding in Him, filling up ourselves with His Spirit, and then saying, Okay, God, out of this overflow, where do you want me to go? What decisions do you want me to make? What do you want me to do? How can I put myself out there in a big, bold, courageous way? Because I know that it's not about me. It is about God being glorified through me, through you, for the benefit, for the ultimate health and well-being of other people as well as yourself. So I hope this has been helpful to you. I will drop all these questions in the show notes. So in case you don't have a pen or a pencil to write this down, go back and listen to it. If you are in a season of discernment and you are wondering very specifically, hey, I have this Holy Spirit prompting. I feel like I'm supposed to be doing this thing, going this direction, making this decision, but I just don't know. Then hit me up, track me down, message me, schedule a free curiosity call. You can find the link on my website and grab a spot on my calendar because I would love to help you move through that anxiety, move through some of that tangled upness and get you unstuck and moving in the right direction. So I love you guys praying for you as you enter the test kitchen, throw on that apron. Don't be afraid to try some things and ask God to really confirm the Holy Spirit sensations and just make you smile today because you're like, man, only God could have done that. So I love you guys and I'll talk to you next time. Thank you so much for listening. If this episode challenged or inspired you, I would be honored if you would rate it and leave a review wherever you listen to podcasts so others can hang out with us too. If you'd like to connect at a deeper level, you can find me on Instagram at Megan underscore Nilsson or head to my website, meganbnilsson.com and schedule a free curiosity and connection call. Let's keep the conversation going.